You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 58. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm Monica Louie, and welcome to episode 58. After taking a few weeks off of podcasting, I am super excited to bring you today's episode, which is the follow-up I promised from episode number 56. If you'll remember in episode 56, I shared the top five keys to building a sustainable and successful business. Well, today I'm sharing the second part of the two-part series where I'm going to take you through step-by-step of how to put it all together and in the right order to create and scale your online business. But before we dive in, if you're new to the podcast and don't know me yet, then I want to welcome you. I am Monica Louie. I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, and I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six and seven figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook ads, which is my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. My team and I have managed more than $2 million in ad spend and served more than 800 students and clients. And we are in the trenches every single day, keeping a pulse on what's working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. And while I absolutely love teaching about Facebook and Instagram ads, the goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a sustainable online business. And while my business hasn't hit seven figures yet, I have built a multiple six-figure business year over year, and I firmly believe that hitting seven figures is just a matter of time. I've had the honor of working with several six, seven, and eight-figure brands over the years, and I have a growing network of six and seven-figure business owners too. And I've noticed that all of the successful businesses that I've encountered have implemented most, if not all, of these steps. And no matter where you are in your business, whether you're just starting out or if you've been growing your business for several years like I have, you're going to get something out of this episode. If you're brand new in business, you can follow the seven steps and see exactly where you're going. And if you've been at it for a while, then you can see which steps you may have skipped or determine which areas need more focus to create the sustainable and successful business you want. So let's get into it. As always, you can find all the links and resources that are mentioned in today's episode at monicalouie.com slash 58. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E dot com slash the number 58. All right, let's dive into the seven steps to build a sustainable and successful online business. Now, once again, this is the second part of the two-part series. So if you haven't listened to episode 56 yet, then I invite you to do so after you listen to this episode. But I do want to quickly recap the five key elements to building a sustainable online business before we dive in. So keep these in mind as I take you through the seven steps. The first key element is to get your mindset right. Expect challenges, but know that you can overcome them. Get clear on your goals and stay hungry and determined to achieve them. And along the way, keep the people your business is helping at the forefront of your mind, which leads to the second key element, which is to understand your ideal customer avatar or avatars. So who do you want to work with? 
who will actually pay you, and who knows that they need your help. Understanding your avatar's challenges, fears, and priorities will help you position your offerings. The third key element is a high quality offer or product that people will pay money for and that will produce fantastic results. So this could be a physical product, a digital product, or a service like coaching or done for you or done with you services. The fourth key element is your marketing plan. And remember, marketing is the action or business of promoting and selling products or services, including market research and advertising. So paid advertising is just one way that you can market your business, but that is my specialty and that is just one way that you can market and grow your business. And the fifth key element is to develop recurring revenue. Yes, you need to sell your products or services, but the strongest businesses have recurring revenue that they can count on each month. So remember, keep all five of these key elements in mind as we go through the seven steps to building a sustainable business. All right. So the first step is where I suggest people start. Now, if you've already got a business and you've got money coming in and it's already going well, and maybe you didn't quite follow this order, that's totally okay. But if you're starting from scratch, these are the steps that I recommend you go through. And these are actually the steps that I ended up going through, even though I wasn't initially thinking it through, but looking back on growing this business over the last several years, I am glad that I did go through these steps in this order because that helped me to establish the foundation of my business and get my footing to prove my business model and my concept. And then also that set me on the path to allow me to scale. So the first step is to develop a skill, service, or product people will pay for. And I often recommend starting off with coaching. Coaching is the way that I started off and that allowed me to work one-on-one with my clients to teach them Facebook ads. That's how I got started in this business. At the end of 2016, very beginning of 2017, I started private coaching and teaching people Facebook ads. And my goal with that was that I wanted to set them up for success to understand how Facebook ads work. And then they didn't need to pay me to actually do the ads for them. They could understand and manage them themselves. That was my goal, at least with coaching. Now, several years later, I have an ads management agency where we actually run the ads for our clients. But I started off with coaching and that really helped me to understand the questions and the areas that were unclear. And so that I could learn how to better explain the process. And then also that helped me to see the pitfalls of where, you know, why certain campaigns perform better than others. So that's just one skill, one service that you can offer. Uh, Another idea is done for you or done with you service. That's where with my coaching, I did done with you service. So I was teaching them and we would actually do it together, but there are coaching programs where you kind of teach and then they do it uh, and then bring back their results. And then also with my ads management agency, now we do done for you so that we can take off the ads management, off the, uh, clients plate off the business owner's plate so that we can manage that process for them. So they have one less thing to worry about in their business. So done for you or done with you. Another idea is to create an online course or membership program. So remember, 
that we want to create recurring revenue streams if we can. So that's why a coaching program that's maybe several months long or a done for you type retainer relationship can create that recurring income stream. Also, you can do that with an online course if you've got payment plans or a membership program built in. And so my Flourish with Facebook ads program, we have a membership program on top of that where people can get the group coaching and feedback that they need on their campaigns. So I've actually learned to build that recurring revenue stream with my online program as well. And then just remember, keep in mind that how you build that recurring revenue is going to be instrumental in the success and sustainability of your business. So another way that you can build in that recurring revenue model is to have an evergreen sales funnel so that you're always bringing in new customers. You can offer monthly services, as I said, with a retainer, with a membership site, You can have that monthly membership fee so that you can count on, you know, how many members you have each month and how much they're paying. So then you can count on that baseline uh, revenue each month. And then as people leave your membership, because there's always going to to be some churn, uh, then you know how many people, how many new people you need to bring in in order to maintain and also grow your membership. And as I said, you can do payment plans. So one example is to do $97 a month for 12 months if you have a higher priced product. So that's the first step to building a sustainable business is to develop a skill, service, or product that people will pay for. Get clear on what your offer is. And then step two is to start helping people and produce fantastic results. So I started off with coaching. That's what people were asking me to help them with is with their Facebook ads. So I decided that I wanted to help teach them how to create successful Facebook ad campaigns. And so I just hit the ground running with helping people and we were producing amazing results. So that helped to build my confidence in my business and it helped word spread. Then, I mean, word quickly spread that I was somebody who could help people with our Facebook ads. Um, And so if you want to start helping people, but you don't have people already asking you for help, then you can begin with your network. If you have no audience, you're just starting from scratch. You can just begin with your network. Let people know that you want to start helping people with this thing that you have had great success with, no matter what it is, just put it out there on your, you know, Facebook profile, your personal Facebook profile, mention it on Instagram, whatever social networks you have, email people that you think might have connections or might be able to refer people to you. So don't be afraid to put it out there that this is what you're going to do for your business and you are putting, you're opening yourself up to helping people. So when I was starting out, I had a growing network online in my niche. So people reached out directly to me to work together before I even had a website, a Facebook page, or anything related to my new business. So remember when I started off with this business, I had actually just sold my personal finance blog, but I didn't have anything you know, professional set up online about the fact that I could help people with Facebook ads. It wasn't until several months later until I had established my business and that I could get help people get great results um, that I even launched my website. So you don't need to have a website. That's not the first place that I recommend people start. But a lot of people like to start there because it's something that they know it's tangible. It's no, it's something they know that they can work on, but 
with a website, there, as you know, if you have your own website or have ever had a website, there are always tweaks and things that you can tinker with to make it even better. So it can be a rabbit hole that, that distracts you from building a real business. So just get started, get yourself out there and start getting your first few clients or your first few customers in line and help them have great results. All right, and then step three is to niche down and gain an in-depth understanding of your avatar. So as you start helping people, then you might decide that there's a certain group of people that you want to work with, or maybe you've already decided that you want to do XYZ for XYZ people, but get very clear. If you haven't already niched down, then get very clear on who you want to work with so that you can become the go-to person, company, brand in that space for what you do. And again, this was just an accident that I accidentally niched down because my growth in the beginning was purely organic from word of mouth referrals among my friends in the personal finance blogging space. But I am so lucky that I did that because that helped me become the go-to person for Facebook ads in the personal finance blogging space. And that helped me really hone my craft, get really good at that, that I understand the strategies that bloggers want to grow their traffic, to grow their audience, and to grow their email list, to make more sales if they have products. So that helped me get really clear on how to successfully implement those strategies with Facebook ads for bloggers. So while it just happened by accident, I'm so grateful that I did niche down into the personal finance ad space. And now, you know, several years down the road in my business, we don't just work with people in the personal finance space, although we still have connections there. We still have clients in that space and we still know and understand that space well, but we've also been able to apply our experience and our knowledge and understanding of Facebook ads and the online strategies to help others in the online space. So we've worked with a variety of niches and industries in the online space. And now we've worked successfully with people who have software products, who have online courses, coaching programs, um, you name it. But if you're in the online space, we really have an expertise in that space now with Facebook ads. But it all started with niching down. So just because you start niching down doesn't mean you have to stay in that space forever. You might decide that you want to pivot at some point, but get really good at helping a certain type of person or industry with whatever it is that you help people with. And then as you start gaining these clients and, ex and experience under your belt, then don't be afraid to gather testimonials and share them. Don't forget to gather testimonials and share them. That is step four to so getting testimonials is something that I'm so glad I did early on that as I was working with my clients and then as I was starting to put together my website, I realized that having testimonials on my website would be super powerful. And so that's something that you can never stop doing. Never stop gathering testimonials. Make sure that you are asking your clients and your customers for a testimonial. So go ahead and let them know that, you know, you know, if they've been satisfied with your work or with what they've learned, that you would appreciate a testimonial. And a lot of people just like to be helpful. And of course, if they're happy with your service or your product, then they're going to be happy to give you a testimonial. A lot of people would like to be that face on the website that is giving you a testimonial. So don't be afraid to ask. And if you can get a video testimonial, that is really best because then you can repurpose that. So you can get that on video. So you can post that video on your website, on your sales page, 
You can share it in your emails, but you can also take the text form of the testimonial. So you can, you know, write out what they said and you can display that everywhere as well. So getting video is best, but you know, some people are shy on camera and they may not be open to video. Sometimes it's just easier to get a written testimonial. So whatever you can get, I'd rather you get a testimonial that's written than not get a testimonial because you couldn't coordinate the video component. So definitely collect your testimonials. You can never have too many. Another way that you can do this, ask your customers, ask your clients, ask the people who have worked with you to fill out a feedback survey. I've done this for years and really I wanted to gather testimonials, but I also wanted to get feedback on what else I could help people with, what they liked about the program. You know, a lot of times when people are talking to you one-on-one, they might hold back, but a feedback survey where they can just fill it out on their own time, then sometimes, you know, that allows people to be a little bit more candid. Definitely have several questions on there. Don't make it too long because you don't want it to be a barrier of people to fill it out. They see a, you know, a 30 question survey, but make it short and to the point, but do have several questions about how they felt about working with you. So here are just some of the questions that I include in my feedback survey for my coaching and now for my ads management services as well. Okay. So just a few questions from my feedback survey. First question is on a scale from one to 10, how satisfied were you with this program? So I like to just make it really easy. Um, and you can do this with Typeform. They're, you know, SurveyMonkey, a lot of different software out there. You can use Google Forms. So there's a lot of different tools out there that you can use to create these surveys. But I like Typeform. I think it makes it look pretty. And you can tailor it to your brand colors. So on a scale from one to 10, how satisfied were you with this program? It's just a very easy question to warm them up that they just have to pick a number. But then I go into the more open-ended questions so that they can write as much or as little as they want. So the next question I ask is, would you recommend this program? Why or why not? Then I say, what did you like best about this program? What did you like least about this program? Do you feel the investment for the program was appropriate? What hesitations did you have about signing up for the program? The reason I ask that question is because if they had any hesitations, uh, if there were any doubts in their mind about the success they would have in the program or anything, you want to understand that so that as you're crafting the testimonial from their responses, if they give you that permission to, then you can say, something along the lines of, oh, I was worried about the cost or I didn't know if I had the money to spend on Facebook ads. I wasn't sure I would get a return on my investment. You know, whatever the hesitations are, those are the objections that other people are likely feeling when they're considering signing up for your program or buying your product or service. What kind of additional support would you like to receive? So what other types of programs would you like Monica to create? So that's a good question because then you can get some ideas around if there's something that keeps coming up that, you know, another layer of support, maybe it's more help. Maybe it's a, you know, adding a coaching program to your online course. Maybe it's some kind of related product or offering. You'll, you'll get some interesting ideas from asking that question. What else would you like to share? I always like to have this question anywhere that I do a survey because sometimes, you know, people have an idea or have a have a comment or feedback that doesn't really fit nicely into some of the other questions. So I just always like to give them the option that if there's anything else that they would like to share, I'm all ears to to hear it. And then be sure that you ask 
if they give you permission to use your response. So I say, do you give Monica permission to use your response to the survey as a testimonial? And then it's just yes or no. And some people say no. Some people just don't want to provide a testimonial. And a lot of times it's not because it, they had a negative experience. It's just that they don't want to see their face on my website with the testimonial um, because they're more private. So there could be a variety of reasons just because they say no to this doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. But a lot of people will say yes. And then you have that explicit permission to use their responses as a testimonial. And then I ask, would you be open to a more in-depth interview regarding your experience? So remember, this is all written, but if you have the opportunity, then maybe you can get on a Zoom call with them. Maybe you can interview them on your podcast. Maybe you could do a Facebook Live interviewing them and just learning more about how they're using your service or product in their business or in their life and what results they're getting using your product or service. And then I ask, what is your first and last name? Because it's very important that you capture that information so you know who to reach out to if they are open to a more in-depth interview. So don't forget to ask what their first and last name is. And then at least with Typeform, it'll capture their email. So I already know their email address. But if the form that you're using doesn't, then make sure that you're asking for their email or phone number as well. And once you've gathered your testimonials, and remember, that's gonna, going to be an ongoing process in your business. You never want to stop gathering testimonials. But then you need to share them. So I've got just a few places that you can share them. So you can definitely share them on your website. You can share them within your content, in your blog posts, in your videos, in your podcasts. You can share them in your emails, especially your sales emails, and in your sales funnels, of course. And then on sales pages and your work with me page, if you have one, you definitely want to be adding testimonials there because that's where people are considering if they want to work with you or if they want to purchase your product. And so having those testimonials there can really help them build confidence to reach out or to make that purchase. And then I also have a praise page. You can look at it at monicalouie.com slash praise. But just because I have so many testimonials that I've gathered over the years, um, I wanted to make a place where I could just put them all and it can be an easy place to link to. So you can scatter, you know, a few on your sales pages and in your emails. But if people want to really go down the, the rabbit hole and see more testimonials, then they can click on that and go visit that page. And that can help to build the confidence as well. And testimonials are really powerful because, especially getting a variety of different testimonials, because it's important for people to see themselves in your testimonials. So you want to make sure that if you do serve different niches or different types of people, different types of avatars, that you're getting a variety of testimonials from those different people. So different ethnic backgrounds, different genders, you know, if that's, if that's applicable. So make sure that you are showing a variety, maybe like in Facebook ads, a variety of different strategies are showcased in our testimonials. So uh, just think through the variety, think through the various types of people, types of customers that you have, and try and find a testimonial that's going to speak to all the various objections that you receive about your products or services, but then also the different types of people that your products are for. All right, just a quick recap. Step number one was to develop a skill, service, or product that people will pay for. Step two is to start helping people and produce fantastic results. Step three is to niche down and gain an in-depth understanding of your avatar. Step four is to gather testimonials and share them. 
And now step five is to create your visibility plan for your business. So how are you going to get your business out there? How are you going to get more people to learn about you, your business, what you do, what your products and services and offerings are. The main way to do that in the online world is to create a website, of course. So once again, I didn't even launch my website when I first started this business. I started this business of first coaching people with their Facebook ads strategy. At the end of 2016, I got my first clients in November and December of 2016. And that's when I realized I was having great success that this was definitely an area that I wanted to pursue. And I was very excited about it because I was having so much fun working with those clients and we're getting great results that I knew this was the path for me. But I didn't even launch my website until the end of June, 2017. So more than six months later is when I actually launched my website. I started working on it early 2017 but I didn't even launch it until the end of 2017. And that didn't stop the growth of my business. I had clients coming to me from word of mouth because I was working, the clients I was working with, we were having such great results that they started to share about our results and and um, how great everything was going and working with me. And so that just really fueled the growth of my business. And so, I mean, I was already fully booked really by the time I actually launched my website at the end of June, 2017. And that's when I started content marketing. So content marketing is a great way to continue to get eyes back to your website, back to your brand. And so developing a content plan is going to be hugely powerful in establishing your expertise and helping your avatar, your ideal customer avatar, see that you could be a great person to work with or your product can be a great solution for their challenges. So content marketing, several ideas. You can do a blog. So write a weekly blog post, uh, have a podcast, a YouTube channel. You can do speaking. So speaking at live events, you could do podcast interviews. So just anywhere that you can get out there, you can get interviewed on podcasts. That's what been one of the best ways for me to grow my brand and get more eyes on my brand is by doing a lot of podcast interviews. You can write guest posts, you can get featured, uh, featured in interviews. So a lot of different ways that you can get yourself, get your brand out there. But I would definitely create a content plan once you create your website. When I started back in June of 2017, I started with weekly Facebook lives in the beginning. And then I would just do a little bit of ad spend to promote those to get more views on those Facebook lives. And that helped to grow my audience and start to grow my email list. So the next thing you want to do as you create your visibility plan is to create your lead magnet to grow your email list. So what can you offer for free that people will exchange their name and email for so that you can grow your email list? Because a lot of people might be interested in what you have to offer, but they might need some time to learn more about you, learn more about your product. They want to build a relationship with you before they invest in in whatever you offer. So growing your email list can be a great way to grow your audience. And so once you have your email list, you need to engage with your email subscribers. And I recommend doing it at least weekly. But ideas for your lead magnet. So again, this is the freebie that you're going to offer where people will hand over their name and email uh, to get this free piece of content so that they can get on their email list and then continue to engage with you if they like what you have to share. 
One idea is a checklist. A checklist can be really easy and quick to put together. When I had my personal finance blog, I had a checklist and people downloaded it like gangbusters. It's really quick and easy for them to consume and it helps to establish your expertise. So a checklist can be an easy yes for people to grab. And it also, we've seen it work very well with Facebook ads. A checklist can be a great thing to offer in your Facebook ad to grow your email list. They usually have a lower cost per subscriber than some other types of lead magnets. Another type of lead magnet that you can create is to have a free guide. So it can be like a mini ebook where you kind of walk people through steps to success for whatever it is you teach or offer. Um, it can be a helpful how-to guide. And so that can be something that can be a little bit bigger than a checklist, but still an easy download for people to exchange their name and email. Another fun idea is to have a quiz. Quizzes can work very well, especially if you get the idea of the quiz just right, where people are really curious, you know, are they an A or a B or a C, whatever the quiz is, that can be a really fun way to grow your email list. Um, I've seen people grow their email list by thousands and thousands by offering a quiz. And those can also do really well with Facebook ads. It could be a video training, so a recorded training video that they can get access to after they give their name and email. And then, of course, webinar. We've seen um, in the online space a lot of people offering webinars or video series. And so that can be a great way to give a lot of value and establish a relationship, kind of build that relationship because you can introduce who you are, what you're about, what your brand is about, establish your authority. And then you can also, at the end of a webinar, you can it can lead into the sales pitch for your product or service. So that can be a great lead magnet as well. And then on your website, you want to create your sales page or work with me page that explains your offer. So your website to start, it can be very simple. You'll have your homepage, you'll have your about page so people can learn about you. And then you'll have whatever your content strategy is, usually a blog that will share either your blog posts or your podcast episodes or your YouTube videos you can embed in there. And then you'll have your sales page or work with me page. So you want to give people a way to work with you when they visit your website. And then also throughout, make sure that you've got forms for them to be able to opt into your email newsletter and grab your free lead magnet. And as part of your visibility plan, you can also use paid advertising, of course, to get more eyes on your brand and your offerings. So that can be a great way to grow your email list. I recommend that everybody do this in an evergreen way where you are spending a little bit of money every single day to grow your email list by offering your lead magnet so that you can continue to bring in new people to your world, new people to your audience. And eventually many of those people will likely become customers. So paid advertising, of course, I teach Facebook and Instagram ads. Those are my favorite. You can also do Pinterest ads, Google ads, YouTube ads are becoming very popular and can convert really well. But an easy place to get started is with Facebook and Instagram ads. And so if you are interested in learning more about Facebook and Instagram ads and how to get started with that, then I would love to offer you my free lead magnet. It is my free Facebook ad starter kit that walks you through the six simple steps to creating campaigns that convert. Plus there's a glossary and a checklist in there because I love checklists. Uh, so I wanted to make it super useful and helpful for you. So you can grab that at monicalouie.com slash guide if you're interested. 
All right, after we create our visibility plan, step six is to develop your plan for scaling. So there are a couple different ways that you can scale your business. You can either create more offerings, so more products or services, or you can find more customers. So with more offerings, you can maybe take your product or service and then just create it for various different niches, various different avatars, or you can think about your main avatar and think about the different levels of your avatar. Maybe you can create a beginner product, an intermediate product, an advanced product. So I now have multiple different products and services that I offer. So I've got my online training program with membership program called Flourish with Facebook Ads. And that's more for the beginner intermediate, not necessarily beginner to Facebook ads, but beginner intermediate level in their business. And then I've got the Fast Pass to Facebook ads program, which is where I teach you in a one-on-one setting how to create your campaign, but my team will create the ads plan and the graphics and the ad copy for you. So it's kind of a, a mix between learning it yourself, but I'm going to be there to walk you through it in a private coaching call and a combination of my ads management services where my team actually manages ads for our clients. Then I've also got private coaching. This is how I started. And that's for more intermediate or advanced levels in business where it's a higher dollar amount because you're getting ongoing coaching with me in a private setting. And so our strategies are going to be tailored to your business, but it's a higher dollar amount to work with me in that setting. And then Also, you need to have the ad spend, the appropriate ad spend so that we can really do a lot of testing and get you the best results for your time and investment. And so that's going to be for more intermediate or advanced level businesses. And then ads management is our done for you service where we manage ads, we create campaigns for our clients, and that's for more advanced level businesses. So you can see it doesn't necessarily matter if you're a beginner to Facebook ads where you fall in either any of those programs. Any of those programs can be for more beginners for Facebook ads, but it's really about, you know, where are you in your business, where are you in your investment level in your business. So that's how I've created my different types of products. And so if you decide to develop more offerings, then you're just going to go back, you're going to create your offering, and then you're going to follow steps one through five again. So remember, step one is to create your service or product, your offering, to determine what that is. Step two is to start helping people produce fantastic results. Step three is to niche down. So maybe you've already done that. Gain an in-depth understanding of your avatar for each product offering you should get clear on your avatar because your avatar for your new product might be just slightly different because they might be in a different stage of life, different stage of business, different, you know, stage, different setting, different income level than the avatar for your other products. So get clear on your avatar. You always want to follow that step and then gather testimonials and share them for your new product and create your visibility plan for your product. So that could be creating your sales funnel. How are people going to learn more about this product? In addition to creating more offerings, you can, of course, find more customers. So this is where you can do more live launches and you can also create an evergreen sales funnel. And so there are pros and cons to both of these, whether you decide that you want to create more offerings or if you want to get more customers. And so one thing to watch out for is that I think that most people 
try to develop more offerings before they fully nailed down their sales funnel for their first offering. Because creating new products and programs is fun. You feel productive when you're creating more products. It can be very exciting to create something new, but it can take away your focus from scaling your first product. And there is truth to the notion that it's often easier to sell another product to your existing customer base than it is to go and find new customers. But I think there are a lot of great products out there that aren't getting the visibility and attention they deserve because the creator ran into roadblocks and in trying to develop the marketing for them. Marketing can be a challenging piece of the puzzle, but I don't want you to get discouraged if your first webinar doesn't go as great as you had hoped or your sales funnel has been running for a week or two with no sales. Remember, this is the mindset piece, the key, the first key to developing a successful and sustainable business is you've got to have your mindset right. So don't get discouraged. Keep pressing on. If you know that you have a great product that can help people, then you're doing your potential customers a disservice by not doing everything you can to get it out there and help them see that it is the solution to their problem that your product solves. So if you haven't yet, or maybe if you have, I want you to listen to my interview with Steve Chu from My Wife Quit Her Job. That was episode 39. And you can find that at monicalouie.com slash 39. As long as I've known Steve, I have been in awe of what he has created online. He has built several successful businesses and has become an expert in various marketing strategies. I've seen him speak about webinars, Facebook ads, messenger bots. I mean, it seems like everything he touches turns to gold and just works out so well. So I asked him how everything always seems to work so well for him when it comes to business. And he actually gave credit to his stubbornness and perseverance and figuring it out. He said that if other people have made something work and it seems like it should work, then he just keeps going and pressing on until he makes it work for him. So I want you to have that mindset. If you are struggling with Facebook ads or webinars or whatever it is that you have seen other people have success with and you know it should be working for you, then I want you to keep testing, keep tweaking and keep at it until it works. Because once it does, that's where you can scale much easier. So don't get discouraged. Definitely recommend listening to episode 39 with Steve Chu. So my recommendation when it comes to scaling your business is to create an evergreen sales funnel so that you have that running always, and then mix in live launches throughout the year. Your basic sales funnel looks like this. You have a lead magnet that you offer, and so you can offer it for free everywhere on your website. Um, you can offer it via Facebook ads, of course, and other paid traffic strategies, but you can introduce who you are and what your brand is about. So this can be an email sales funnel, or it can be a video series. It can be a webinar, as I said, but you want to start off with something free that you're offering. And then you introduce who you are, what your brand is about, so they can learn about you. You want to establish authority and build rapport. So this is where you're going to create that connection with your audience. And then give value, give value, give value. You want to give them free value, whether it's you know tips, strategies, 
lessons learned, you know, avoid these common mistakes. Here are the myths of XYZ. Give value. Make sure you give a lot of value because people want to see that they're in the right place. They want to know that they're, you're not just there to take their money, that you are there to actually help and serve. And that is where you will have the best relationship so that people are ready to purchase your offer down the road. Then you can tease your offer and you can make the offer and make sure that you build in scarcity and or urgency. A few ways you can do this is that you can have a limited number of products or services for a limited number of people. You can have a limited time. You can have a disappearing bonus, an added bonus that goes away if they don't take action in a certain amount of time. The goal of that is not to create this false sense of urgency, but to help people make a decision. I know for me, I have definitely made decisions where I've been thinking about something and then I see that there's an awesome bonus that's going to be taken away if I don't decide right now that that'll help me get off the fence. So it really just will help those people get off the fence who know deep down that your product or offering is right for them. And throughout your sales funnel, you want to share testimonials and success stories. And then at the end, the offer goes away, whatever that looks like. Either the discount goes away, the you know bonuses go away, or it closes, or maybe it's just always open. But usually in a sales funnel, there's some kind of end that wraps it up. That's what a basic sales funnel looks like. And I think that everybody should have an evergreen sales funnel in their business so that you can get that recurring revenue because you know you're bringing in new customers all the time. And then mix in live launches throughout the year. A launch can be really fun. It can be a celebration and an event that you can create where you can give a lot of great value. You can really connect with your audience, um, whether you do a live webinar or a video series or a live challenge. It can be a really great way to connect with your audience. And that can be a way where you bring in a lot more people into your product in a short time frame. So that's why I like to mix those together. All right, so we are finally to step seven. So let me do a quick recap. Step number one is to develop a skill, service, or product people will pay for. Step two is to start helping people and produce fantastic results. Step three is to niche down and gain an in-depth understanding of your avatar. Step four is to gather testimonials and share them. Don't forget about sharing them. Step five is to create your visibility plan for your business. Step six is to develop your plan for scaling. And step seven is to scale on autopilot with your traffic strategy. So for traffic, there are two different ways that you can drive traffic to your website, to your content. And I think that you should be promoting your content. So you can do drive organic traffic with SEO, search engine optimization. And that's where you can help your content get ranked in Google. A lot of my most successful clients and customers do this very well, where they have a really strong organic strategy, and then they add the paid advertising on top of it. So another way that you can drive organic traffic is through PR, and I've got a couple of great episodes on how you can get more PR in your business. So I recommend checking out episode number four with my good friend, Christina Nicholson. She's the media maven and she helps you learn how to pitch to the media the right way. And then episode 40 with my good friend, Brittany Lynn, we talked all about getting on more podcasts, doing podcast interviews, um, having a successful interview, and then also what to do to promote it after. So those are two really helpful episodes if you want to get more media mentions, get on more podcast interviews, get more guest posts, features, and speaking. Check those out. 
And then paid advertising, of course, is my favorite way because I feel like you're more in control than with search engine optimization, with SEO and PR. With SEO, it can take some time in order to rank in Google. And then with PR, you know, you can put yourself out there and make a lot of pitches, but it's up to the people in the media to decide if they want to pick up your story or interview you. And so with paid advertising, you're more in control because you can create the campaign today and get it going this afternoon um, and then start seeing results today even. So it can be really fast and you can get started for as little as five or $10 a day, depending on what strategy you would like to do. But my favorite is Facebook and Instagram ads. That is my specialty. There's also Pinterest, Google, and YouTube ads. So determine what your traffic strategy is, how you're going to scale your business on autopilot with your traffic strategy. And I think you should have both components. I think you should have an organic strategy with a paid advertising strategy. All right. So I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I would love to hear which of the seven steps you are on in your business and which ones you're still working on. So share those with me in the comments at monicalouis.com slash 58, or you can tag me on Instagram. I'm at Flourish with Monica. I would love to hear from you. You can find all the links and resources that I mentioned in this episode at monicalouis.com slash 58. And if you're ready to scale your business with Facebook ads, then I invite you to check out my free Facebook ads starter kit. You can find that at monicalouis.com slash guide. The starter kit takes you through these six simple steps to creating campaigns that convert. Plus, there's an awesome checklist so you can make sure you've got everything you need before you jump into the ads manager. And if you're like me, then you love a good checklist. And if you're interested in learning more about how my team and I might be able to help you with your Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest ads, go to monicalouie.com slash WWM. We have information there about our services. As I mentioned, I will have all the links and resources that I mentioned today in the show notes, which you can find at monicalouie.com slash 58. And if you found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast. It truly helps get the podcast found by more people and subscribe so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Brand new episodes come out every single Thursday and next week I've got a great interview heading your way. My guest is a coach for seven-figure business owners and I cannot wait for you to hear what she shares. Please join us for next week's episode of the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. That's all for today. Take care, stay healthy, and let's flourish. Flourish.